0: good people welcome to the rod Hanna show my very own personal playground for hot takes thoughts sports thoughts life thoughts anything you want welcome to my podcast yo welcome back to the pod episode four um first off i want to thank everybody out there for listening to the pod for being a loyal loyal fan i guess listener i don't know what to call you guys but anyway thank you for listening thank you for downloading thank you for taking the time to listen to my nonsense just want to let you guys know that you guys can listen to this pod on google Podcasts. we're on spotify now tune in alexa or wherever you stitcher wherever you get your podcasts um working on the apple thing not an apple head but i'm working on it and i'm um, hopefully having going to be on apple podcast soon enough uh just work out my apple id and all that good situations but um episode four i go back in and i talk about the bears mess and i know what i said but some things need to be said this time and i'm sorry i've recorded this podcast in my car on my cell phone so the audio is not the greatest but um i just got a lot of thoughts on my head about the bears and i gotta get them out there so here you go i'm gonna just jump right into it and let you guys listen believe me bears fans i understand what you guys are feeling i feel it too believe me um dreaming and wishing and hoping you know for the big swing that ryan pace promised the bears fans you know that that ted phillips promised that they would get the quarterback position right and end up with andy Dalton at the end of it ryan pace should have been fired three years ago
1: he should have been fired after the john fox hire because he was clearly in over his head and then he went and picked trubisky at number two traded up gave up draft capital gave up like four picks to draft Mitchell Trubisky in the same draft that had Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson and it didn't make the obvious trade up was the only guy in the top 10 that drafted a quarterback. Patrick Mahomes went 10th in that draft. It was like literally had his pick of every quarterback in that draft and he took Mitchell Trubisky and Mitchell Trubisky didn't develop under Matt Nagy. Hired the coach for the quarterback. Their system didn't jive. That's a misread on Ryan Pace again. And Ryan Pace has constantly made these mistakes in the draft and free agency, and he's constantly chasing and having to feel, and that's how you end up in a roster
0: situation like you're in right now.
1: That's how you end up in salary cap hell without a quarterback. Like uh, most teams, like you would call like the Saints. The Saints had Drew Brees. They were in salary cap hell, but they had a Hall of Fame quarterback and they had a playoff-ready team. The Bears managed to be in salary cap hell with Mitchell Trubisky. And Nick Foles, now with only Nick Foles, because Mitch is a free agent, free to sign. Nobody signed him yet, though. That tells you a lot as quarterback all over the league. It's just, it's crazy to me to think that this guy has been on this job for six years and hasn't learned how not to make the same exact mistake, how not to go and sign Mike Glenn, how not to go draft Mr. Trubisky, how not to go sign Chase Daniels as the backup, having absolutely no kind of like floor. Chase Daniels is a great mentor to a quarterback, but he's not a great player. Mitch Trubisky's not a great player. He has a lot of physical talent. He has a lot of abilities, but he doesn't have the ability to put them all together. The The main ingredient of a quarterback is somebody who can process information quickly, who can make the plays, who make the decisions, who can slide protections over, who can see the blitzes coming, who can read hot routes. And then the actual ability to put it on a receiver, see a receiver, before he gets open down the field and being able to make a deep throw. These are places where Mitchell Trubisky struggles. He it's been it's been scouted, it's been seen, it's been broken down in film. There's always a little extra pad of the ball with Mitchell Trubisky where he would hesitate and actually make a great throw. And the throw would be over the receiver's head, it would float on him, and he would miss the pass. And but I guess, you know, it's enough about Mitch because he's no longer a bear. So we can kind of just stop talking about that. But as long as Ryan Pace is here, it seems like all of his mistakes just add up and add up and add up. And we end up with an, a quarterback room that right now has Andy Dalton, 33-year-old Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton had a decent, above-average career in Cincinnati where he had weapons, where he had great wide receivers, where he had a decent running game, a decent offensive line, and he never won a playoff game. The guy's 0-4 in the playoffs. And what was his problem? Oh, Couldn't find his big wide receivers in the playoffs. Andy Dalton, right now, Andy Dalton is basically a, uh, what, uh, more experienced Mr. Trubisky. He'll make the safe outside throws. He won't challenge the defense over the middle, and he won't challenge the defense deep. So defense doesn't even have to worry about the deep ball in your own. And if you don't protect him, Andy Dalton's a statue just the same way as Nick Foles. So you end up with Nick Foles, who, you know, is basically a clone. It's the Spider-Man meme. Nick Foles is looking at Andy Dalton and they're pointing at each other. They're the same guy. And you already had Nick Foles in the roster. You already traded a draft pick last year for Nick Foles. So why go back and double down on the mistake and give money, $10 million, to Andy Dalton when you're already in a salary cap crunch? When you when they're thinking about releasing Akeem Hicks and Kyle Fuller, pro bowl-level defensive players for a mediocre quarterback who's 33 years old and offers you zero upside whatsoever. Who, who you're not going to win because of. You're not going to win because of Andy Dalton. You, if you can surround Andy Dalton. And in Dallas, Andy Dalton was surrounded by number one wide receivers all over the field. His offensive line was injured and hurt and bad. But he had Zeke Elliott in the backfield. He had weapons. He had people at his disposal. And he still was mediocre to average. Mediocre to average. And sometimes just bad. And yeah, he's been injury prone now lately. And he's getting older in his... In his career, the guys at the end, not at the beginning, not even at the middle. I mean, hell, at least Nick Foles is, what, 30? (laughs) And we're all just left here just to sit here and deal with this, you know, just to be here, be out here trying to figure out how to process it. You know, how do we process Andy Dalton and Nick Foles being the Bears quarterbacks? I mean, honestly, it should feel like home. It should feel like our safe place at this time because this is all we know. All we know is mediocre to average quarterbacks. This is all... We know this is all I've grown up on. Eric Kramer started my Bears, like my Bears fandom in like '95. That was my first year that I actually followed the Bears. Eric Kramer had a great year. He followed up getting hurt, and then it was Steve Sintram or Moses Moreno or K. McNown or Shane Matthews or Chris Chandler at the end of his career after he had been productive. It was Cordell Stewart when he didn't have any kind of athletic ability left. You know, it was Brian Greasy at the end. It, it was what. Rex Grossman, Kyle Orton, Caleb Haney, Craig Krensel, Chad Hutchinson. I mean, the list goes on and on. But just under Ryan Pace, you get what? You get Mike Lennon, you get Mitchell Trubisky, you get Mark Sanchez, you get Tyler Bray, you get Chase Daniels, you get Nick Foles, and now you have Andy Dalton. And those are just his quarterbacks. That's just what he's managed to do in six years six years as a general manager of this team, where he, right now, you can't blame another GM. You can't blame Angelo or Emery or anybody else. This team is a complete reflection of your ability to put a team together in the National Football League, from the bottom person on the roster to the people on the practice squad, up until the number one starter with Khalil Mack, the number one player on your team. It is all a reflection on you, Ryan Pace. You're, you've you sucked. You have sucked at your job. I'm sorry, but you have. You constructed a decent defense, but you wasted it by not being able to put anything on offense, which is, you know, the Chicago Bears life story. So you fell right into the trap. So what do we do with that now? Six years into the game, they gave you another year. Are you going to pick another quarterback in the draft? You're probably going to miss on that. You're probably going to pick the safe guy who you fell in love with, who doesn't have any experience and doesn't have any processing ability, because that's what you like. So what do you do? There's, there's, there's no upside with Ryan Pace anymore. We know what Ryan Pace is. I don't know what we expected. Did we expect him to manage to land Deshaun Watson? Did we expect for him to be able to land Russell Wilson somehow to slick his way out? He gets slick. He's the guy at the poker table that gets, that gets taken for all of his money. He's that guy. He's the mark. He's the mark. He's the guy that gets taken advantage of over and over and over again and never learns his lesson. He's easy money at the table, and everybody in the rest of the NFL knows it. Dealing with the Bears, you knew it. He, and, then, and then, like, if he actually did put that offer on the table, where he basically gave all the first-round draft picks he could give, he gave two extra draft picks, a third and a fourth, and then gave Seattle the pick of the Bears roster, basically. Get two starters off our roster, anybody you want. And then that included Khalil Mack, that included Akeem Hicks, apparently. It included... Cal Fuller, apparently. Anybody you want it, basically. And they said no. You know why? Because your roster's trash. Because nobody wants anybody off your roster. They're either overpaid, they're either off the injured, or there's a few decent players on your roster and, and it's just not enough to give up for a franchise quarterback. You don't have anything on that roster that anybody would give up for a franchise quarterback. So you just have to get lucky in the draft. And what are you going to do when it comes time to draft? You're going to trade a bunch of picks to move up to 10, who are you gonna pick? You gonna pick Mac Jones? Who are you gonna pick? We know you're not gonna pick Trey Lance because you know, he just doesn't fit into the type of quarterback that you're comfortable with. And then there's that whole issue, which I don't even want to go into, which what but you know anybody who heard me just say that right now knows exactly what in the world I'm talking about. But who are you gonna pick? What are you gonna do? You gonna go into the season with Andy Dalton and Nick Foles? That's that's your make it or break it season? They're going to uplift the team. Hell, Allen Robinson doesn't even want to sign his his franchise tag because you've treated him like crap all year. You haven't even discussed a contract with your number one offensive weapon. The one steadying force that you have on this team, the one guy who shows up every single Sunday, no matter how crappy, no matter how bad his quarterback is, he shows up, he makes plays, he's a safety blanket, he's a stand-up guy. He never says one bad word to the media about any of his teammates, any of his coaches anybody. He has been a perfect bear since he's been here, and yet you wouldn't even negotiate with him in good faith on a long-term contract. The man wants security. He's not being, and now we're trying to make him out to be a diva? Are you serious? You're going to make Allen Robinson out to be a diva? Why? Because he plays wide receiver and that's the stereotype? Because the man wants to get paid? Because the man wants security? Because the man already tore his ACL on a franchise tag? Do you understand that? And then he had to take a raw deal with the Bears after that, after he had been killing in Jacksonville with Blake Bortle. Are you kidding me? But Allen but Alan Robinson's a diva. Allen Robinson's the problem. No, the Bears are the problem. Ryan Pace is the problem. Ryan Pace his shady situations, the way he deals with people, the way he won't negotiate in good faith, the way he doesn't a- appreciate actual loyal like, stand-up leaders in his locker room. And now what are you going to do? Because it's out there that you tried to trade Khalil Mack. It's out there that you tried to trade Akeem Hicks. So now you have a locker room full of guys that know you don't even want them. Honestly. You tried to trade them. There's no loyalty anymore. There's literally no loyalty to you and your system and your franchise. So you got a locker room full of guys. I mean, hell. You got a locker room full of guys that know their ceiling is capped because there's no quarterback. There's There's no answer there. You got a bunch of guys on defense who who were tired of carrying the entire franchise on their back and they're starting to break down, they're starting to get older and they can't do it. They can't do it like they did in 2018 when they basically carried the entire team. When 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 Matt Nagy and the offense were getting all the credit, but Mitchell Trubisky wasn't doing anything. He got hurt, and he came back and he sucked. But the defense carried them. Carried them to the playoffs and then you blame the kicker cuz of the Doug Pederson but your offense should have scored more points in the playoff game. So so what do you do? Like, th- this is this is the problem with being a Bears fan. This is, pro- this is the problem with being loyal to the Chicago Bears, is that you just have to accept mediocrity, and every now and then you'll get a great defense that will carry your team, that will carry your team all the way, almost all the way there, but your offense will let you down. Something else will let you down because they're tired of being one part of a team carrying the load. And a football team that wins the Super Bowl needs to have all parts working equally. And the Chicago Bears organization is just incapable of putting all those things together. And the truth is, I mean, they don't even deserve this much passion. They don't deserve, they don't deserve Bears fans. They don't deserve Bears fans who are loyal and who will come to Soldier Field, who will buy the merchandise, who will sell out the stadium, who will follow this team from the bottom to the top. You know, they don't even they don't deserve it. Ownership doesn't deserve you. Hell, I mean, we are one of the top fan bases in the NFL, and but our, our organization is a laughing stock in the, in, in the NFL. People laugh at Ryan Pace. People laugh at the Chicago Bears. Oh, the Monsters of the Midway. That stuff, that's old. The 1985 Bears, I wasn't even one yet when that happened. I've seen the Bears go to the Super Bowl one time in 2006. That was it. When they had... A amazing defense. But they couldn't pull it off. And that's it. That's all. That's it. You had a decent run with Lovey Smith. And you had a, a couple of decent, halfway decent seasons under Matt Nagy now. And that's it. You got lucky under Dick Duran one year. What else have you done? Like seriously, what else have you done to have us be this loyal? You suck! I hate to say it, and you are my favorite sports team in all sports, but you suck. You suck at trying to win football games. You suck at trying to put football teams together. You suck at inner workings with the league. You suck. You You don't listen to your former players. Your former players are out here trying to get, you know, a word with you, trying to advise you, trying to help you out because they care. Because they gave blood, sweat, and tears to the organization. They see that you suck, and they don't want you to suck anymore. They want you to be a part of the modern NFL. They want you to come and be with the upper echelon where Chicago deserves to be. But until until we get what? Until we get Ted Phillips out of there, I guess? Until Ted's gone? Because if you fire Ryan Pace, then Ted's going to hire the next guy, right? So it'll just be another Phil Emery. It'll be another Jerry Angelo. It'll be another Ryan Pace. It'll be another clown trying to learn on the job while sucking at his job and while putting the organization back year after year after year. And I'm sick of it. I'm sick of watching it. I'm sick of making the Bears an appointment every Sunday. I'm sick of supporting the team. I'm tired. Being a laughing stock. Lord. I want look, I want offense. I want a franchise quarterback. I'll take professionalism. I'll take competence. All right, if if a quarterback doesn't fall on your lap, that's fine. Build the rest of the team. Build both sides of the team, not just one side. Have a solid running game. Have a coach that understands that you have to run the ball when you don't have a quarterback. Learn what the hell a franchise quarterback looks like. I mean, you would have lucked into one by now. The closest you've got is what, Jake? I That's the closest you've gotten. And I still think that he might have been decent had he not broke his hand. But his attitude sucked, and you didn't, you didn't do the research on his attitude, but you traded the way to the farm for him because of his talent. And I get that. Hell, I, I appreciate that. Go off talent. Go off a guy with an amazing arm. If you did that in the draft in 2017, you would have ended up with Pat Mahomes. Because his talents were undeniable. You could watch tape on Texas Tech and see, a, see that arm. You looked at Mitch Trish, you're like, uh, I don't know. Like, honestly, if you, if you, a regular, Saying, with no experience scouting, no experience putting a team together, you just watch tape on Mitchell Trubisky in college and you watch tape on Patrick Mahomes in college and you watch tape on Deshaun Watson in college. There's no way. There's no way like if you if you took away the jersey, if you took away the college name and you just watched these guys uh, like completely level. There's no way that you would have picked Mitchell Trubisky in that draft. There's no way he would have been your top quarterback. And that, that's a shot against all the scouting community who had Mitch at the top of their boards. That's against all the general managers who lied and said they had Mitch at the top of the boards. Cause you know why? Cause somebody else would have took him. If he was that good, somebody would have traded up. But nobody else was trying to trade up. Just Ryan Pace, the sucker at the table. And everybody laughed. I'm tired of getting, la- I'm tired of my football team being laughed at. Tired of people coming to Chicago and be like, oh, yeah, man, they play hard. But, you know, we don't really have to worry about them. I'm tired of being a joke to Green Bay. I'm tired of being a joke. Honestly, how do we not know what a franchise quarterback looks like? The team up north has had a franchise quarterback my entire life. I'm 36 years old. They've had two guys. Almost that entire time, Hall of Fame, first ballot, Hall of Fame quarterbacks who get the job done who elevates their team, who you know you always have a shot at winning a Super Bowl. Even if you don't win it, you know you have a shot at least. You know you're going to be in the discussion. Players around the league know that you're going to be in discussion. If, you're, if your general manager is willing to pay, you're going to be willing to go to that team because you know you got a guy. And the Bears just never have that guy. The Bears never have that guy. We don't even know what we don't have. Because we've never had it We don't even know We don't even know how to judge quarterbacks anymore There's guys who've loved Cave McDowell You know what I mean? Who love Kyle Orton There's guys who, who, who love Shane Matthews here Or Jim Miller Jim Miller celebrated some great quarterback here in Chicago Hell, the Mitch Trubisky truthers that are out there That just wanted some hope I understand, you just wanted hope You just wanted to believe That maybe this guy could be halfway decent I get it, believe me I was that guy for Jay Cutler. I was that guy for Rex Grossman. I mean hell, I've lived through these times. I've done this. You know what I mean? This is this I was not going to do it again because I saw it. I saw it during his best season. I saw that the guy wasn't wasn't it. And I'm not going to have my heart broken again by another Bears quarterback that they picked that they think is decent. So it's not going to happen. And I don't know I don't know how to get out of it at this point because they're so stuck they're so stuck. They're in a cap hill. They don't have the assets. They, they went on their little winning streak, so they ruined the draft pick. So they're not picking in the top 10, which they could have been had they just lost out. But, you know, bad fan in me looking at the big picture, wanting them to lose so they get a better draft pick so they have more assets. So when a trade comes along, you can say, hey, Seattle, we have the seventh pick in the draft. That might interest you. And Seattle might say, you know what? We'll take the seventh pick in the draft for Russell Wilson. And guess what? Russell Wilson, your quarterback. Imagine that. But I'm a bad fan because I don't want them to win some meaningless games that gets them into the playoffs, that gets them beat. That manages to have them stand up there at a press conference and tell them that they're doing a great job where they all keep their jobs. Like, imagine that. Imagine me being a bad fan because of that. Because I've been watching the Bears my whole life, so I can only take the big picture view of the Bears because this is a totality of fanship. That's, like, literally the only way I can view the Bears. Is through the big picture lens. I can't take it game by game. I can't take it season by season. I always have to be looking at the big picture, because that's the only way I can imagine. That's the only way I can be a fan of this team. Because otherwise, it doesn't matter. Like, he- like we're going through a six-game losing streak. Like, what are you, what are you worried about the season for at that point? What are you worried about games? Oh man, if we can make it into the playoffs. Oh man, this might be. No, all of that is pointless. All you can look at is the big picture. All you can look at is the organizational structure because until the organizational structure changes the same exact bull, you're going to have the same exact Bears team. You're going to have the same exact problems, And it's been my whole life. And I know Bears fans older than me that have seen more quarterbacks that have sucked, that have seen more offenses that suck, that only have the 85 Bears to look up to. And that's it. So I, I don't know. Right? You know, like, the, <laughs> we just hope for it all to burn at this point, right? Like, again, the bad fan of me, right, the the look, big picture. I hope they fall flat on their face all year. I really do, because they deserve to. Because Ryan Pace, not the players, the players work hard, try to win games. I understand that. You don't spend all that time trying to play football and making the sacrifice that it takes to be a professional football player to lose games. So for the players, I will root for them. But Ryan Pace deserves to lose every single game. He deserves to be exposed for the laughingstock that he is, and he deserves to get fired at the end of the season next year. And then maybe, just maybe, we can luck into a real football guy with real vision, and that can change the fortune of the team. Hell, the Browns are better than you now. The Cleveland Browns are better than you. Jacksonville's in a better situation than you. And Jacksonville barely won one game last year, but they're in a better situation than you organizationally. Like, the only team that could be worse than you right now, considered worse than you, is the Texans. That's it. That's like, that's literally the only franchise that that is like worse from the top to the bottom, structurally. I'm talking about literally the, 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 the the bones of the house. It's just the Texans. That's it. That's where you're at in the NFL. You're not some proud franchise. You suck. You're at the bottom. People laugh at you. You have no plan. You have no direction. You have no no identity anymore. You're not the monsters of the midway. You don't get off the bus running. You don't play great defense anymore. What do you do? What do you do, Ryan Pace? What did you do? What is your team about? Who are your? Who is your team? Who are the Bears under you? Do you have a guy? You got Khalil Mack, right? That's your guy. He's hurt. He can't do it all by himself. That's too much pressure on a defensive end. I mean, he's great, but he's no Lawrence Taylor, okay? He can't do it all. He's not that guy. He might have been for, like, half a season in 2018, but that's it. So that's your guy. Where's your quarterback? Who's your quarterback, Ryan Pace? Who's your quarterback? Who's the leader of the team? Who's the guy in the position of the most important position in sports? Who's your quarterback, Ryan Pace, and who's your team? Fired. That's what you are, and that's what you should be. Fired.
0: So since I recorded this in my car back home, the Bears have actually cut all pro cornerback Cal Fuller. Salary cap casualty. scheduled to make $20 million, saves him $14 million against the cap. Um, I don't know what else there is to say anymore about this franchise and about the way it's being run. I really don't. I mean, it's just been a really, really, really bad offseason, and it's been a really bad regime. But it's been a bad regime after bad regime, and I don't know what to tell you anymore. I really don't. I don't know how you follow this team. I don't know how you're still a fan. I don't know, man. You, you, you promise stuff. You get, you get swindled. And I just don't want to hear any fans talk about loyalty when coming to players and talking about contracts. And they sign a contract, so they have to play out the contract when Cal Fuller can just be cut. When when guys can work and, and work their butt off and be at the top of their game and just be cut because of another person's problems and because Brian Pace can't manage the salary cap. I don't know what else there is to say. I really don't. But, I just, you know, I'm, I'm done. I'm done talking about him. I really am for now until something else happens. You know, who knows what else will happen. Maybe they'll trade Khalil Mack. Maybe they'll they'll release. And maybe they'll release. Who, who knows? But we'll see what they do in the draft, right? Because it's Ryan Pace's job and Matt Nagy's just going to coach him up. I don't know, man. Anyway, but thanks for listening to my pod. Thanks for listening to my nonsense, like I said. Catch me on the Rod Hanna Show podcast. Uh, you can email the show at the Rod Hanna Show at gmail.com with comments, concerns, suggestions for future shows, or just any type of things you're feeling, you know. I'll answer back. Uh, I want to make this thing as interactive as possible. And, again, thank you for listening. I wish everybody, you know, love and peace, health, wealth, everything. You know, the world is, is dark enough and there's enough hate in the world. And it's, it's okay to just, you know, lose yourself in some nonsense like sports. Because in the end of the day, this ain't really that important. You know, life is. And uh, I just want to thank you guys for listening again. Thank you for being a fan of the show. And, and thank you for your support. All right. Peace, guys. Enjoy the rest of your day, man. And uh, be well.